Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. The new census is out, Judy. Of course, I'm talking about the pet census. Uh huh. They do this every uh, five years, I guess it looks like. They do this every five years. They do a pet census. I wasn't aware of that. The American Veterinary Medical Association uh, does a little tally of how many cats, how many dogs, Uh how many hamsters, how many rabbits, how many pet turtles. (laughs) I'm serious. It's, It's all right here on this piece of paper in front of me. So listen up. 72 million dogs. In the U.S. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, these, are, of course, are all pets. How many cats? Do you uh, think there's more or less? I keep hearing there's more. There is more. 82 million felines. Whoa. Our total pet population has reached a record high of just over 282 million. Are there that many people? <laughs> well, nearly 60% of all homes in the U.S. have a pet, and 21% have five or more pets. Oh, I don't feel so alone now. I'm not the only crazy pet person out there. It should come to you as kind of a surprise that the state with the most felines is, what do you think? Oh. Uh, you guess? I'm going to say Florida. Florida? Yes. I would think so. I would agree with you. It turns out that Maine. What? Maine is the state with the most feline pets, most cat pets. Never would have guessed that. What about dogs? You want to take a guess? Well, you know what? You kind of threw me off with Maine because I would think that any state no. that has a lot of animals would don't have to be large. Don't ruin this for me, Judy. Large Don't state. guess right here. Yeah, I don't, I'm afraid to. I'm going to say Texas. Texas. Okay, yes. that's a, actually a pretty good guess. That's probably what I would have guessed. But Texas, I'm wrong? You are wrong. Okay. And I'm going to throw it out there to the listener. one 405 What state do you think has the most dogs? We'll go to the phones in just a second there. And uh, as far as hamsters go, well, there's uh, one million of those that are mega pets. Would you believe there's more? Would you believe? Would you believe there's two million pet turtles? More pet turtles than there are pet hamsters in the U.S. And six million pet rabbits. A lot. And if you're one of those people that have a feathered friend like a bird, you're in company. There's ten million birds out there that are pets of bird lovers. Wow. 282 million animals in the U.S. Do you know anyone that has five or more animals, Judy, at their house? Yes, I do. Several people I know have quite a few animals. I guess if we count the fish here at the uh, (laughs) Animal Radio Studios, we probably have more than five. Shh, not allowed to say that. That's uh, against the city law. Yes, we're over the limit. Over the limit here in the city. So you didn't hear that. Erase that from your head, okay? Let's go to the phones. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Debbie. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? California. California. Another one of the states you might have guessed is having the most dogs. What do you? What state do you think has the most dogs? I believe it's California. We're crazy here. Crazy about your animals and also, of course, all the laws there that allow you to take uh, uh, dogs. It's a very pet-friendly state. Yes. But yes. no, it no. is not. It is not it's the state. Not California? not California? I'm shocked. So we know it's not Texas. It's not California. You want to take one extra guess before I go to the next caller? Um, I would have to say um, Montana. 
Montana, also incorrect. Thank you so much for calling. Uh, <laughs> do you have a dog or a cat? Yeah, I've got them all. You've got them all. Okay, we'll send them something, okay? Okay, thank you. Hold on for one second there. one 405 8405 Tell me, what state do you think has the most dogs? Did you ever have a turtle as a kid? You know, I think I did. I had those little ones. You can't buy them now, but the little ones with a little palm tree and a little plastic container. A living turtle. Yes. yes don't, you never had one of those with the little plastic container and little palm trees? The little tiny turtles. Palm trees. It, yeah, that was the container you always bought at the pet store. Okay. <laughs> Is this like an ant farm? No, no. most people. I'm sure everybody out there has had one of those when they were little. If you've had one of these, I definitely want to hear from you, okay? Because I have no idea what Judy's talking about there. I did. I had a snapping turtle. As a youngster. I hope he snapped at you. He did snap at me. <laughs> and, uh, of course, when winter came, we returned him back to his habitat. And it was, uh, I've, I haven't been the same since, frankly. Because he was a close friend. <laughs> and we find out that pet turtles uh, jumped 86% from the last pet census survey in 2001. Wow. That's, that's a pretty big jump. Yes. Enough for them to take over the number five spot above pet hamsters. People have more pet turtles wow. than they have pet hamsters. Wow. We just, uh, I told you a few minutes ago that, of course, in Maine, uh, they hold the title of having the most feline kitties. And we just learned that the state with the most dogs is not Texas. It is not California. Very good guesses, I might say, by and the way. And not Montana. And not Montana. Oh, the so, extra guest there? Yeah, the bonus you, you gave guess. Her a I bonus get to guess. give her a bonus guess. So what is it? What is it? one 405 8405 We put together a nice little doggy package or a kitty package for you and your pet mostly, uh, if you have the right answer. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Janet from Washington. Hi, Janet from Washington. How are you doing today? I'm great. What's the weather like? Raining? Snowing? Hailing? <laughs> a little bit in between. <laughs> Janet, do you think you know what state has the most dogs? Well, I'm just going with the great state of Washington. The great state of Washington. Washington huh? uh, no, that is incorrect, unfortunately. Dagnabbit. <laughs> Dagnabbit. You got a lot of pet lovers up there? Oh, absolutely. And, there, and there's so many humane societies and, and pet rescue places and everything that it's just... It, uh, this is just a great place for pets. Well, you know, I think like the last caller, we should give her an extra guess. Like uh, the last caller. Okay, yes. I guess it's two guests. Uh, you know, we should talk about this before we go on the air, Judy. <laughs> uh, just, you know, just uh, we make the rules up as there. we go along. Uh, Janet, to go ahead. Take another guess there. Well, okay. Uh, how about New Jersey? New Jersey, also a very good guess. All of these places seem like they would be the, the place. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Now, with the fact that felines, the biggest state is Maine, keep that in mind in guessing right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We'll go back to the phones when we get back. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now, remember to spray and neuter your dogs. <laughs> it's a good idea to spray and neuter your animals. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. You're not finally something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too.
A man going through security at LAX was recently found to have monkeys in his pants. When Robert John Cusack arrived from Indonesia, airport inspectors found 50 orchids in his luggage after four rare birds flew out. They then asked him if he had anything else to tell them, and he reluctantly admitted that he did have some monkeys in his pants. A search revealed that 45-year-old Cusack was hiding a pair of endangered pygmy monkeys in the crotch area of his underpants. Cusack is awaiting trial while the monkeys, happy to be out, have joined the monkey community at the Los Angeles Zoo. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Still no correct answers. Uh, Maine has the most felines. What state has the most dogs? Let's go back to the phones. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Mike from Bakersfield. How you doing? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Calling on your cell phone? Yeah, I'm on the cell phone. I just got off of work, and I'm heading uh, home. Heading home. Okay. Do you have an answer? Do you think you know? Because I'll tell you right now, no one has guessed the right answer. In fact, we've had uh, Texas was one of the guesses. Washington was one of the guesses. Montana was one of the guesses. And California. And California. None of them are right. What state do you think has the most dogs? Well, you know, I think most people would think California with all the people, movie stars, or Texas. It's huge, but I think of people who do a lot of hunting and cattle, you know, stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I think it's Wyoming. Wyoming? Did you <laughs> yeah, say Wyoming? That's yes, that's my guess is Wyoming. Now this is uh, very interesting. This is this is correct. This is the state with the most dogs, Wyoming. It has the least people in really? the United States, but has the most dogs as pets. Wow! Yeah, that is wow. correct. Very good. And you just took a guess at that, huh? Yep. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. You have a dog at home? Yeah, I have two. Two dogs. Okay, we're going to hook you up with a doggy package for that answer there. All right. Hold Thank on, you. Hold on one second there. We'll let you. I don't. I hate it when people call in on their cell phones because I'm always afraid they're going to drive off the road <laughs> when they're talking to us. <laughs> no, no, I'm on a Bluetooth. I'm fine. Okay. The answer is Wyoming. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, who's this? Bon Krauss. Hi, Bon. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from? From Stevensville, Michigan. Stevensville, Michigan. Are you listening on the Internet or on a radio station? On the radio station, 1060. 1060. I'm trying to think of what station. That must be out of Benton Harbor. WHFB. Yeah. Very good. What can we do for you today, Vaughn? Well, I listen to your program every day. Good. Uh, excuse me, every week. And I have a problem with my kitty. Oh, no. 
What what kind of kitty do you have? Well, she's t- she's twelve years old. Uh huh. Okay. She's all black. She's female, and she's she's really a sweetheart. Uh huh. Have you have you owned her or been her garden guardian for the last twelve years? Six years. Six of those years. Okay. And we I got her from a girl from work, and she um, she's never been mistreated her whole life. Okay. But the last two two and a half three months, she comes to our bedroom door and the it, the door can be open or it can be closed and she'll take she's declawed mm-hmm. off fours oh no she'll, she'll take her right paw and she'll like she's pounding on the door and she pounds so hard it sounds like somebody's pounding on the door is she trying <laughs> to get in or is she trying to scratch I think she's wanting to, us to get up. Yeah. Because um, when you make a noise in the bed, uh-huh. she'll stop, and then if you act like you're going to get out of bed, she'll run. Mm. Well, do, do you get out of bed? Sometimes I do, and then when I do, she's done gone. Sounds like she's got you trained pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> but this morning now, she was she got us got me up at quarter to four. Do you feed her when you get up? I gave her a handful of food, but then when I go back to bed and she'll come back and do it the same thing, and when I get up to feed her, Uh the food's still laying on the floor, and she doesn't eat it, so it's not food that she wants. No, unfortunately, it's you that she wants. She wants a playmate. Cats are nocturnal. They like to be awake during the night, and they want someone to play with, and they want you to get up with them. So. But she she never she never used to do this until the last three months. Well, then she's just found something she's that she loves about out. you <laughs> a lot more. It just usually takes one night of you getting up, and that's all it takes. And she figures she can do this on a regular basis. And if you enforce it with food or something uh, that that uh, she thinks all she has to do is scratch at the door, and you're going to get up and give her food or play with her, then it's going to be something that she'll probably do every night mm-hmm. until you teach her otherwise. Uh-huh. And I've got two toys that she plays with a lot, Hang uh, pasted on the uh, doorways mm-hmm. across from our bedroom. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she'll go and play with them, but most of the time she just wants us off. Yeah, what you've got to do is, I know it's hard, but you have to ignore her. It's like a baby that cries that just wants you to go in there and pick it up out of its crib. You've got to learn when she does that, ignore her. It might take a few days or a couple weeks, but eventually she'll learn that her training of you is not working. You know, I was afraid that she might, you know, bruise her paw. She won't do anything that's going to harm herself. She'll know her own limits. And it may sound like she's really tearing up her paws in the door, but it's it's really hard. You just got to just ignore her, and she'll eventually learn that her trick is not going to work with you. Uh-huh. Because she, she is such a sweetheart. We just love her to death. Mm, I understand because I have one of these at home, too. <laughs> it's hard when they come around at 4 o'clock in the morning to ignore them, especially when they do things cute and they bring toys and they want nothing more than you to get up and be with them. Uh-huh. Don't do it or you'll do it for the rest of your life. It's funny because cats really need, uh, they sleep three-quarters of the day, or excuse me, two-thirds of the day, yet it seems like the only time they're up is when we're asleep. I try to keep <laughs> my cat up during the day so he'll sleep at night. 
Yeah, and whenever I catch her sleeping, I'll say, baby, I said, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to. <laughs> you can also try playing with her just before you go to bed for about 15 minutes. See if you can wear her out. See if she'll sleep in a little longer, too. Uh-huh. It sounds like uh, of all the problems that you could have, you have a pretty good one. Uh, so. yeah, if you don't like to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Health is okay. A wonderful 12-year-old cat. It sounds like life is not that bad. No, but she, because she is such a sweetheart. We just love her so much. Very good. Well, you know what? I do have some kooky catnip. Can I send her some? I'm going to send your little kitty some kooky catnip uh, from the kooky catnip company. Okay? Okay, that would be fine. Thank you for listening to Animal Radio. Hold on one second. Okay. Gotta love that kooky catnip. Now, in this pet census survey that we were talking about a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. I mentioned that there's two million pet turtles. More pet turtles than there are, would you believe, hamsters. I That's had hamsters as a believe. child. Yeah. yeah. You had a pet turtle as a, as a kid, didn't you? Yeah, I had those real tiny ones, those real little ones. At that time, they weren't illegal. They were sold in the pet stores, but they are now illegal. Well, listen up. Here's the reason why. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced today that 103 cases of salmonella have been reported since last year. They were caused by the illegal sale of pet turtles. And these are the turtles that measure less than four inches in length. They're kind of small. Uh, salmonella, not a lot of people know this, salmonella occurs naturally in many reptiles. It's very common. It's not like they're sick or anything like that. Small turtles were singled out by the CDC because they're more likely to be seen as toys by young children. Uh, who sometimes put them in their mouths. You know. Did you ever put your turtle in your mouth? No, no. <laughs> Afraid not. Uh, the investigation was prompted by an outbreak that sickened children, mostly under 10 years old, in 33 states since May of 2007. At least 24 children have been hop- hospitalized. And according to the CDC, salmonella, uh, which is a very serious infection of the gastrointestin- gastrointestinal tract, I practiced this before I went on the air. I don't know why I can't do it now. It can cause diarrhea. It can cause fever. It can cause a headache, nausea, vomiting, and it can be fatal, especially in the elderly or persons that have weak immune systems. Uh, Most of the sick children's parents have reported they purchased the tiny turtles in pet stores still selling, still selling the illegal pet. Now, the best prevention against salmonella really is washing your hands. Yes, the children should wash their hands very well now, when after I was a kid, handling them. I, I would tell my parents that I would wash my hands. <laughs> you ran in there and just wet them and I ran out? And ran out. Well, you know what? I've got this great soap. It's called Squid Soap by Airborne. Oh, yeah. those are the, I know that company, Airborne. Yeah. You know what? It's just a little, it looks like just your normal bathroom soap with uh-huh. a pump. But on top of this pump, there's a red dot. And what happens when the child pushes it down to get the soap out, it puts a little red ink on the palm of their hand. Oh, like a big... Yeah, and then what it does is it forces them to wash their hands really well to get that dot out. So when they come out from the bathroom, you can look at their hands. If they have a red dot, you send them back in. If the dot's gone, then that means they've washed very well. Can we get this anywhere? We can. You can get it at any store. But you know what? I have some to give away. You you got some squid soap to give away? I've got some squid soap to give away. Squid soap. It actually looks a little bit like a squid. Yeah, it's got a little rubber thing around it with like little squid tentacles. It's really cute. And I'll give some away to the callers that if their children have turtles. Okay. 1-866-405-8405. And I know this is your favorite part of the show. Yeah. Okay, so we have a caller on the line. Who's calling? Look at her tickle. This is Mark. Hi, Mark. Where are you calling from? Not a word, Edgewater. Wisconsin, the Badger State. The the Badger State, Wisconsin. Is that because uh, they have some kind of team from there, or is it just an infestation of badgers? 
Well, it's it's a college thing. It's you know the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, college football, huh? Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah, see. big football state. Okay, I learned something new today. Big into my football. <laughs> what, what can we do for you? I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I work all day and and I leave my dog in a crate, and I'm just wondering if. That's wrong. Or Sounds like a song. I work I all do. day. I leave my dog in the crate. <laughs> Country song. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What, what about it? You, you just wonder if you should do that and leave your dog in the crate all day? Yeah, or if I, you know, leave him out or because he pees all over the house and everything. And when I come home, I got to pick it all up. And mm. it's You know, it's not really fair to the dog to leave him in the crate if you're going to be gone for eight hours or more. Um if possible, if you can, I don't know how far away you work from your home, but if you can get home at lunchtime and give the dog a break, let it run around for a few minutes outside and go to the bathroom, or if there's someone in your neighborhood or maybe you can pay a pet sitter or somebody to come in on a daily basis while you're gone in the middle of the day, um, is a dog a small dog or a large dog? Uh, it's a small dog. It's a chihuahua. Yeah. You know, they don't hold their bladders as well. And sometimes what you can also do with a small dog is you can litter train it. There's some products on the market that you can get these little uh, household litter boxes for small dogs. Or if you can find, you know, like I said, a pet sitter or someone to come in the house. What kind of job do you have? Can you take your Can you take your chihuahua to work? Like, see, I take that for granted. We take our yeah. animals to work. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could take, take them to work with me, but I, I can't do that. Uh-huh. Well, try to, you know, there's also um, doggy daycares. You know, uh, you could leave it. Daycare, yeah. yeah, you could leave it. A, you know, at a doggy daycare during the week, it would be able to play with other animals. But I would try to find someone. If you can't make it home, try to find someone—a pet sitter or a friend, someone to come in. Or if you can uh, find a doggy daycare, because that's it's that's probably really pretty tough. lonely. Yeah, yeah, that's really tough on the little ones to be in a. How's he reacting? There. Is he does he have any kind of separation anxiety, or does he freak out? Or uh, I just get excited when I get home and I let him out. I, I bet. Mean, he's he's yeah. ready to play. Yeah, if you can, try to figure out a way so he's not, not kept in that crate all day by himself. Okay. Okay? Thank, Thank Thanks you. for calling Mark from the Badger State, as I learned, at one 405 You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stand strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
It ain't easy being a dog. All my buddies were making fun of me for what I decided to do. They'd say, hey, Rufus, say goodbye to your manhood and change your name to Rita. Well, guess who's laughing now? Ever since I got neutered, it's a whole new world. I'm not snappy or overexcitable. I'm just good old Rufus. So humans, this February, do your pets a favor. Have them spayed or neutered. To find a location near you, visit humanesociety.org slash spayday. Brought to you by the Humane Society of the United States. Hey, this is Caesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. No stranger to Animal Radio, we welcome back Dr. Bernadine Cruz. Hi, Doc. Hello, how are you today? Doing so well. We're talking about fat cats today and big dogs. Oh, I know, and everyone is such in a state of denial. They're not really fat, they're just a little extra fluffy. Now, why are we in the state of denial, Doc? Because we look at ourselves sometimes and go, hmm, that New Year's resolution, I'm really not keeping it. And it's also a matter of perspective. You look at your pet, and then I guess one of the ways you can always tell if you think that you're fat, if you have fatter friends, you don't look that fat. <laughs> so if you're looking at your own pet and you think, well, you know, I went to the dog park and I see all these other golden retrievers and they're actually bigger than mine, then mine can't be fat. Well, alas, it is a real problem. Right now, the American Veterinary Medical Association figures that there's about 54 million cats and dogs in the United States that are overweight. That's a lot. That is a lot, yes. yes. And the sad part is more veterinarians think the pets are overweight than the owners think their pets are overweight. So it's really a matter of being aware. Is it kind of like telling a person they're overweight when a vet has to tell someone that their pet is overweight? Are they offended? Very much so. And it's very hard because too often we have a a chunky person and a chunky pet. (laughs) And I've now gotten to the point where I say, okay, I'm not going to even think about the fact that they're a little chunky. Maybe if I talk about health and nutrition, they'll realize that, ooh, maybe I need to do something for myself. And especially if you have a dog, you get it out there because we know that weight reduction or keeping that optimal weight is really a matter of a combination of calories in and calories out. So one of the ways of getting those calories out is getting that dog out there walking more. And, oh, by the way, if the person loses some weight, hey, all the better. Yeah, it's kind of a double hit there. Definitely. We can't really tell by doing the old rib check. But in actuality, that's one of the best ways to do it. Okay, I understand that. As your pet is standing up and you're looking down at it, as your pet's standing, you want to see a little bit of a waistline. So if you have a fluffy animal, not a fat animal, a fluffy animal, Uh you can put your hands on the side of the rib cage and with a little bit of pressure, and that is really the optimal word, a little bit of pressure, you should be able to feel the ribs. But however, if you're pinching an inch or they have that little pendulous belly, those are all signs, yep, that's not a fluffy pet, that is a fat pet. Judy's actually doing that to herself right now. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. I'm a fluffy person. Now, I understand that some veterinarians are going to be offering some free weight checks here. Yes, it's really exciting. February is the first ever National Canine Weight Check. 
Now, you can probably sneak your kitty in, too, to have it checked. But right now, it's a combination of the American Kennel Club, Pfizer Animal Health, and a couple of other and veterinarians littered throughout the United States who are saying, bring your pet in. Let's pop it on the scale. Let one of the technicians, the veterinarians, let you know whether or not your pet's overweight. And if it is, find some sensible ways that it can lose weight and maybe talk to people about diet, genetics, uh, sometimes activity levels. There's a lot of different reasons why our pets get overweight. Not always just a matter of feeding it too many goodies. And Pfizer, who's sponsoring this, now do they make cilantrol? How are they involved? What is that about? Yes, um, they finally have a medication that can help a dog lose weight. And this is only a dog medication. People can't take it either, so no fair cheating taking your dog's medication. <laughs> but what it does, unlike some of these new over-the-counter diet medications for people, which the side effects cause uncontrollable, greasy projectile diarrhea. Thank you. I'd rather be fat. Yes. yes. But for Slentrol, what this does, it actually has a chemical feedback. Like your mom always said, take your time, eat slowly. Because there truly are chemicals that are released when you eat that go to a place in the brain, a satiety center that says, you know, you've had enough to eat. You can stop now. But if you eat way too quickly, by the time that signal gets to the brain, oops, I ate too many, too many calories. So for dogs, Pfizer has found a way to have a chemical that goes to the brain in this medication called Slentrol saying, really, you don't have to eat four bowls of dog food and your canine friend that lives in the house with you, that food too. You don't have to sit there and bake at the table because you know what? That bowl of food they gave you, the extra couple of carrots on the side as your treat, you're satiated. Thank you very much. You don't have to eat so much. And it's a very controlled weight loss. You don't want a cat or a dog to lose too much weight in too short a time. You want it to really be, for a dog, about 1% to 2% of their initial weight per week. And for kitties, it's very important for cats. You don't put them on a super strict diet. Mm -hmm. For a cat, it's only about 1% to 1.5% of their initial body weight per week. So mm. nice and slow. The medicine shouldn't be used alone. It needs a proper diet and the proper exercise, right? Definitely. It is one factor to help in the whole program to losing weight because it definitely has to be exercise. How, Judy, if you've ever tried to go ahead and go on a diet and you just cut yourself of all your food, but you're sitting in front of your computer all day, all night, you get on the scale at the end of the week going, dang, I didn't lose any weight. Yes. So if your pet is just sitting in the, you know, front room on the couch with you watching TV and you're not getting it out there, then nope, it's not going to lose weight as effectively. With this whole program, it's a way of going home, starting a program, come back, get checked. Your veterinarian has that scale out there in the reception area or back in the back. Bring your pet in. They don't care. They'll run it back there, get a weight for you, and help keep track of it. And that's one of the things that's so important with Slentrol. It's not take the medication, walk out the door. You come back on a monthly basis, and the medication is either increased or decreased depending on how your pet's own metabolism is losing weight. Sounds good. Now, if you want to find out if there's a vet participating in this free weight check, there's a website. It's StopCanineObesity.com. And, of course, we'll link to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. You go to that website. You'll find out if there's a veterinarian that's doing one of these checks. Get him in. Get her in. Get your cat in. Can hamsters or iguanas be overweight? Yes. Any animal can be overweight. You feed them too much and that little hamster's not running around its little hamster ball. Yes. We can all get chunky. 
Doctor, we thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Dr. Bernadine Cruz on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, hey, this is Davy Jones here on Animal Radio. Just want to say look after those animals because they look after you. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye. This is an Animal Radio News Update made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Foreclosure pets, the innocent victims. I'm Hal Abrams. Many people are experiencing financial troubles as the mortgage foreclosure crisis continues to expand across the nation. Unfortunately, as their owners find themselves facing eviction, many pets become the forgotten and truly innocent victims as well. It can be heartbreaking and frustrating. Foreclosure websites have stated that more than 8 million adjustable rate mortgages were given between 2004 and 2006. Now, it's expected that almost 1.1 million of these will be foreclosed before the problem goes away. And given the current rate of pet ownership to be about 60% of the population, it's very easy to calculate thousands of dogs and cats and other pets that could potentially face abandonment. In Franklin County, Ohio, foreclosures this year are up more than four times last year's rate. Their local animal shelter states that about 20% of owners surrendering pets are doing so because of eviction proceedings. A Humane Society near San Diego, California reports receiving 20 to 30 calls per day from owners looking to relinquish the family pet. But others leave their pet behind on false hopes that someone will come along to care for them. In Cincinnati, Ohio, more than 50 cats were found in a house after the owner's eviction. Cases of starving, dehydrated, and occasionally dead pets have become common sites for real estate agents and law enforcement officers. The unfortunate truth is that many of these pets are left and months can pass before someone comes to check on the property. What's worse, in most cities, pets are considered to be personal property and can't be removed until after a foreclosure sale. Many people might wonder how anyone could leave a pet behind during these trying times. But for thousands of people, their pets, regardless of their status, become just another weight, hastening their spiral downward. It's all too easy just to walk out the door, leave everything, and hope for a new beginning somewhere else. As difficult as times may seem, preparation can help to ensure that your pets don't suffer similar fates. If you're facing foreclosure and cannot care for your pets, contact your local shelter or humane society. In some instances, rescue organizations may be available, although their foster home space is usually very limited. If you must surrender your pet, do so before the eviction time comes. Gather any pertinent medical information from your veterinarian and let the shelter staff know about any behavior issues unique to your pet. These steps could spell the difference between a new home for your pet or potential euthanasia. Get more breaking Animal Radio news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? 
It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Angel's Eyes Tear Stain Eliminator, the first tear stain product to be formulated for dogs and cats. Angel's Eyes is a permanent solution to tear stains working from the inside out. Angel's Eyes is added to your pet's food or water, preventing the stain before it can begin. Angel's Eyes is perfectly safe to use. It is made in the USA of USA ingredients containing no dyes or wheat. Angel's Eyes is 100% guaranteed when used as directed. See for yourself. Go to www.angeleyesonline.com and check out the results. Angel's Eyes will have your pet going from tear to clear in no time at at Onesto Organics, we believe in whole foods for the whole animal. All of our human-grade organic pet foods are unrefined and dehydrated to preserve vital nutrients. Our veggie hides for dogs are delicious, nutritious, and completely free of grain, gluten, corn, and soy. Onesto Organics, we're all about healthful goodness for your pet. Honestly, nothing less will do. Check us out at www.onestoorganics.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hi, this is Shelley Morrison from Willing Grace, and I'm on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. Please. Coming up next, we have a brand new segment on Animal Radio. It's Amazing Pet Inventions. You know, so many people come to us and they have these wonderful ideas or products they want to pitch. I figured, why not make a segment out of that? That should kill five or six minutes, right? There you go. And you've actually booked the first one. Uh, coming up next, I understand Tony's going to be joining us. What is it he invented exactly? It's called Pet to Ring. Pet, the number two, ring. And what it is, it's a pet doorbell. Oh, now, the humans have doorbells. Why shouldn't your pet have its that's own what we're doorbell? Saying. They can't reach the ones way up there. You have to go, you know, you have to put it at their level. That's all coming up next right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. You ready for the big new bit? Yes, I am. Bring it on. Amazing animal inventions. Let's kick it off. With this fine gentleman. Oh, Tony, Tony, Tony. Hello. Tony Vina joining us on Animal Radio, the inventor, yes. the creator of the Pet to Ring Pet Doorbell. Right. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. Uh, right. Got to ask this question right off the bat here. Hey, uh, are we on now? We're on the air right now. Tell okay, us. Go right ahead. What yes. is, uh, why does a, a pet need a doorbell? Well, <laughs> 
Well, you have a doorbell, and I think your pet needs a doorbell. Okay. Yeah, well, this is what it, where it started with my cat, Phoenix. And, you know, if you look at the Animal Planet and you look at my website, you'll see how I made sure that Phoenix has a way to come back in. So I trained him to ring the bell. So you let him out, and then when he wants to come back, he rings the pet-to-ring doorbell That's right. to let you know. That's right. <laughs> and most people say, well, wait a minute, you're going to train a cat? Well, you'd be surprised how intelligent these cats are. You only took two or three lessons, and once you train that pet to ring that bell, he's never going to forget. What is it? What does the doorbell look like? Well, it's um, it's um, it's white. It's uh, it's plastic, so it's a oil, oil based product. It's, uh-huh. it's very sturdy, and it has a, a little push lever. And under the lever is a, a transmission button. Well, the electronic parts uh, come from a very, very big company uh, that make uh, make your doorbells, the same as the doorbell you would put on your door. You've just made the interface for the cat or the dog, right? Uh, well, like I say, it's for both because um, I'm a cat lover, but I also had dogs too. But don't you see where uh, the dog will want to uh, ring the bell inside to alert you that it wants to go out do- outdoors? That's a lot better than them scratching at my door. Oh, yes, absolutely. Scratching the doors, wetting on the floor, uh-huh. getting frustrated, whatever, you know. I really like this because I think that uh, our cats and dogs should have the same things we have, uh, email, uh, so they can get as much spam as we get, uh, a doorbell. Right. Uh, but I'm wondering, what, what do you say to the people that say, Tony, 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 it's a good idea, but... What about the dog door or the cat door? You know, well, well, that's a good question because if you look at the animal planet, they've asked me that same question, and I'll say to them, well, first of all, you've got to cut a hole in your door, okay? Uh-huh. And then the door has to be the right size because some of the German shepherds are pretty big, so mm-hmm. if the German shepherd's going to come in, here comes the burglar. Nevertheless, and nevertheless, outside, the sign doesn't say, this door is just for my pet or my cat. <laughs> a snake comes in, a possum comes in. A uh, squirrel comes in, a rabbit comes in. So, come on, you know, if the yeah. door is right there, anyone could come in. So, uh, well, I know. think where we live, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of wild animals. That's Skunks. right. That's yes. right. Yeah. Ooh, that would be We'd horrible. want a skunk to come in. No, right. No. I have uh, a nephew down in, uh, down in North Carolina, and he has uh, one of those little pet doors. And he found a couple of snakes in his hallway. Okay. So okay. how hard is it to train a cat to ring the doorbell? That, that's my question. Well, the, well, it, it took Phoenix about two lessons, but I do have a lot of testimonials on my website. And uh, most people say that it was very easy to teach the pet. And um, there is a training program. And in the package, there's, there is also a, um, a, a mounting and training a DVD that explains you how you do it. We're with Tony Vina. He's uh, invented the pet-to-ring doorbell. This allows your cat or your dog to ring the doorbell, let them know when you want, uh, when they want to come in or even go out. Either yes, way. Absolutely. Going out is very important for the dog, especially if you got an enclosed backyard. Matter of fact, I just received a few orders where people saying, you know what? I let the dog out in the backyard. I forgot he was out there. Yeah, they uh, said, sell me one for outside. So we rigged them up a special one where they don't, they don't have to pay as much. And um, they don't they don't need the electronic parts because we already have electronic parts with the original purchase. And and by the way, I'll, uh, you know these are patents now. These are patents that I got in the year of two hundred two, and uh, I've got about a hundred hundred thousand dollars invested in these patents. So uh, now, if you're like me though, uh, when I was a kid, oh geez, pretty much from seven years old to 
well, maybe yesterday. Right. <laughs> I would go up to people's doorbells and ring their door and run. That, okay. that's, that's how I would get my jollies. Yeah, now, that, sounds, is, that sounds like trick-or-treat, doesn't it? Like yeah. Halloween and all. What, what, what keeps the cat from going, I'm really going to play with my owner, I'm going to go ring the doorbell, and I'm going <laughs> to go run hey, in the I'm bushes. Listen, you've got to take a look at the website, because as soon as, by, by the way, Judy, you've, you've looked at the website, haven't you? Yes, I have. Okay, and you have to tell your associate there that... Hal Phoenix, when he rings it, if you don't answer the bell, he's going to ring it again, and he's going to keep ringing it until you answer. He gets frustrated <laughs> unless you open that door for him. So he gives it a few, a few seconds like we would do when we ring a doorbell. We wait right. a few seconds, and if no one right. answers it, we ring it again. Right. You know, I used to have one inside for him to ring to go out. Well, I stopped that because the, he would drive me crazy. He would always <laughs> ring to go out, ring to come in, ring to go out. So, I mean, he's going to run my life. So now I only, I only put him out when I want to put him out. So then I wait for him to ring to come in. But, you know, you got to remember, you all know what feral cats are all about. And feral cats are a huge problem throughout America. And New York City has a, a huge budget to, uh, for the feral cats. And many veterinarians across America have gotten big grants to have what they call trap, neuter, and the release. Right. And, you know, you're in the business. You know what it's all about. Well, what I'm saying is you can make accommodations to make sure your cat can find a way to come back. We're not going to put any more cats into that feral cat community. Hell, we'll have uh, feral cats from around the neighborhood ringing the doorbell to get in. <laughs> I'm going to encourage people to go check out your website. There is a lot of uh, very intriguing video up there. It is www.pet2ring.com. Pet2ring.com. You, you got it. And, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show. You got show it. And, and I wish I could sell it cheaper, but I'm looking for somebody to invest so we can make the thing by plastic mold injection. And that's where the, the investment comes in. That's why I need a big investor. If but you I'm want very to invest in Tony's project over here, this might be something you'd be interested in. Uh, him and Phoenix have got something going here that I think is going to take off real soon, just like the Internet. I hope so. I want to see this thing in uh, Walmart or Target or in, or in, or in PetSmart. That, that's where it belongs. Well, today's your day. Tony, we appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. If you're interested in Tony's doorbell, check out AnimalRadio.com. Everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. And if you need another Animal Radio fix, we are streaming live online 24-7, 365, all those numbers there. Or on your cell phone. You get us on your cell phone. All you have to do is text ANIMAL to 27627. And remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. If it happens to be a cat, don't declaw. And always adopt from your local shelter. I'm Judy Francis. She is, believe me. (laughs) And I'm Hal Abrams. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Hey gang, it's Hal from Animal Radio. This hour of Animal Radio is a replay of a show that we thought was pretty awesome. We hope you think so too. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Remember, there's fresh Animal Radio at AnimalRadio.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. I am so glad that I came back this week. We have actress Glenn Close. She'll be joining us. You're really doing a good job, Judy, booking these guests. I, I can't believe I got her. Also, your pet horror stories throughout the show, throughout the week. one 405 8405 ABC's Good Morning America, Dr. Marty Becker. He's clearing up the confusion on microchips today on Animal Radio. And NBC's Days of Our Lives, Brian DeTilo joins us. 
What's up with Ellen DeGeneres? She said, if I don't get the dog back by 2 o'clock, I'm calling the media on you. I'm calling my attorneys. I'm calling the police. Details on the way right here. But first, 1-866-405-8405 for your horror stories, big time prizes. And we're actually emptying out the, uh, the prize closet so it can make room for all the holiday gifts that we need to put in there. Hi, who is this? Hi, this is Pam. I live in Lubbock, Texas. How are you? Very good. Lubbock, Texas. What's the weather like today? It's very nice. It's in the 80s. In the 80s. A little oh, bit warm there. Yeah. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> You're listening on KJDL 1420, I assume. Yes, I am. Okay. Do you have a horror story for us? Yes, I do, but that, it does have a happy ending. Uh, that's what Good. I wanted to make sure, because we've, we've heard a few stories that have had some bad endings. I don't want to hear any more bad endings, so I want to no. hear some happy endings. Uh, Pam, go ahead. Okay, my husband and I, we love to walk through old cemeteries, because you can learn a lot of history that way, and it's just kind of nice to reflect. And we were going to a cemetery in Arlington, which is uh, outside of Dallas, and we saw three little kittens, and they kind of followed us around the cemetery, and it was obvious that they were skinny and in need of some care. Mm. And uh, so we were about to leave the cemetery, and there was this one little kitten that just ran for his life, and we turned around, and I was already crying because I hate to see strays. Uh-huh. And he was panting and just, you could tell he was so tired and thirsty. And so my husband comes over and he picks up two of them and he goes, pick up that third one. So we picked him up and understand we already had six dogs. Uh-oh. <laughs> we picked the kittens up and we took them home and they were starving. They were skin and bones. They weighed two and three pounds apiece. Aww. Yeah, and we took them to that, got their shots. And they were fine. They were in decent health and no problems. We took them home and put them in the garage where we had a little cage. We had a female that had just had a female stray dog that had just had puppies and they were out, grown and out of the cage. Uh-huh. So we put them in there. And during the day, because it was very hot, we'd put them in our bedroom and they'd, they gained weight and they ate like little pigs and they were very tame and we'd go in the bedroom and they'd hear us coming and You'd see them come out from underneath the bed and behind the chest, and they were just so friendly. And so I gave them about two weeks to gain some weight, and then I put them on a, a website. I don't know. you want me to say the name? Well, sure. Okay. I put, on, put them on Craigslist. Okay. And within a day, I had all three kittens taken. Wow. And, yeah, it was wonderful. And then about, oh... Two months later, I got an email from one of the ladies that had taken the kitten, one of the kittens, and she, her father was a professional photographer, and there were professional pictures of this beautiful gray cat and its owners, and it was just so heart-rendering to see that we had done something that had made these people so happy and had given that kitten a good home. It was just wonderful. (laughs) That's good. And you see, I'm getting the... uh, Goosebumps. Yes, his hair stands up on his arm. Yeah, when I hear stories like that. It was great. And this girl was almost afraid to hold the kitten the first time they came to pick it up, but obviously she grew to love it. (laughs) These are little cemetery kitties. How cute. Oh, yeah. We had given them our own personal names, of course, like Lurch and uh, <laughs> and what's the woman's name in the Munsters? Not <laughs> uh, 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 Elvira. No. Letitia? Letitia. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, and Herman. We had given them those names, so. <laughs> so you didn't keep any of them? 
No, we couldn't. We had six dogs, all of which were strays, and we got them, so we couldn't keep them. So what do you have now? What kind of animals do you have now? I have seven dogs. Wow. I ha oh, yeah, and they were all strays. And uh, my most recent was a purebred German short hair pointer that we found running loose on the road. And uh, I saw her running loose on, we live kind of out in the country. And I saw her running loose, and I was afraid she was going to get onto the highway. So I stopped the car, and here she come around. My husband opened the door, and she hopped right in. <laughs> <laughs> and she was uh, she was also starving. You could see her hip bones and her shoulder blades. And we're the kind that we just, we try to think about just getting them healthy and giving them away, but we couldn't do it. So that's how we've ended up with seven strays. <laughs> do you uh, take them trick-or-treating at all? Dress them up? Do costumes? Uh, no, no, we don't do anything like that with them. We just kind of, they're just kind of house dogs and just, we just love them like our kids. And now they're just kind of protected and they have their friends there, so. <laughs> and they give you that unconditional love. You know what? Let's put together a big old package for them. What are their, what are all their names? Okay. We have Slick. He's a Dolby Lab mixture. I have Susie. She's a Rottweiler. I have Maxine. She's a German short hair pointer. I have Brandy. She's a, we believe she's a Catahoula. Uh, they come from, they come from Carolina. I, 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 <laughs> I've never heard of that. Yeah, she's a Catahoula. She's a leopard dog. She's got leopard stripes. Huh. Black, black and brown leopard stripes on her. We're going to have to look that one up. Yes. Yeah, she's beautiful. Uh -huh. And I've got Ginger, who was a pregnant stray who had Singe and Fuji. Fuji? Fuji, like the blimp, because when she was little, it was like she didn't have any bones. She'd lay down and she'd just spread out. <laughs> well, we'll put together a Slick Susie, Maxine, Brandy, Ginger Fuji package uh, with all the stuff in the closet that we need to clear out. It's, it's some good stuff in there. Lots stuff that you brought home from Super Zoo, Judy. Toys. And we thank all you right. so much for rescuing these animals. Oh, well, thank you for having this program. It's wonderful. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Canadian man now has to pick up his mail at the post office. Canada's postal system has stopped delivering his mail after a carrier was scared away from his door by what she described as a very threatening cat. John Samborski says his eight-year-old declawed black cat named Shadow is gentle and calls the whole situation ridiculous. He told the local paper that Shadow likes to eat, sleep, and cuddle. You could drop a bomb on him and he'd just open one eye, take a look, then close them and go back to sleep. A Canada Post spokeswoman said she hoped for an amicable solution to its dispute with the cat owner, but also added that the carrier who delivered the mail to the house was brought up on a farm and very comfortable with all animals, just not this cat. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Glenn
and close on the way. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Petgadgets.com. If you're looking for innovative and high-tech pet products, petgadgets.com. Unique and high-tech products that you won't find at your local pet store. Petgadgets.com. Find the latest products that will make life easier for you and your pet. Petgadgets.com. Everything from massage beds to a remote-controlled tennis ball launcher. PetGadgets.com. Be top dog in your neighborhood. Shop at PetGadgets.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Hey, gang, it's Hal from Animal Radio. This hour of Animal Radio is a replay of a show that we thought was pretty awesome. We hope you think so, too. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Remember, there's fresh Animal Radio at AnimalRadio.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. We are moments away from actress Glenn Close sharing her love and bond with her animals and her new ventures. You know, she gets kind of a bad rap, Judy. Yeah, she's played some unsavory characters in her past movies. Fatal Attraction, of course, with the bunny in that. The program that she's doing now, Damages. Damages, yeah. I'm going to question her about that. That's all coming up with Glenn Close in just a few minutes. Right now, from ABC's Good Morning America, our friend, resident vet, Dr. Marty Becker, joining us. Doc, how are you doing? I always love being on your show. Well, now let's see. Uh, you're up in Idaho. you got to be getting ready for Halloween. It must be very, very beautiful around Halloween there. The animals, do you dress them up? I love Halloween. Well, we have Halloween, yes, sir. We we actually do. We have uh, we have two dogs and five cats and assorted horses up here. But we we do dress the one dog up. But he he wears all sorts of outfits. Um, 
we, we do a thing at our local little school where we go down and we, we're candy man and treat lady and he's sugar doggy and <laughs> he, he was a lion last week and we had him do his little it's supposed to be a roar but it was more like a howl <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog is it He's he's well. We thought he was a Papillon Poodle Yorkie cross. Though we had him genetics tested and found out he was a Pomeranian Chihuahua Yorkie cross. He's about thirteen pounds. Uh, God, it's so funny. I, I love to hear my wife talk to him because she has this loving voice that's like, "Oh, you, my little man. Mama loves my little man." And I said, "Sunday, would you just talk to me exactly the same way?" And instead of saying Cody, just insert Marty everywhere when you say Cody. Oh, my God. Hey, one thing interesting about Halloween, though, that is the second most common time per year that pets are lost. Really? Fourth of July is number one. Uh-huh. And you know why that is. You know, the loud noises and the dogs that will run through a plate glass window to get away from that. Yeah. And it is the second busiest time for veterinary emergency clinics. I would imagine there's so many things that can really freak our animals out, and especially putting them in costumes. If they're if they're used to that, they like it, I imagine it's okay, but for some animals, we don't want to subject them to our holidays. It's everything. You know, think of how few times your front door is opened anymore. So your yes. front door is opened up and the dog bolts out and, and, and gets into some kind of accident. Of course, uh, consumptions of, of chocolate and other things, the foil wrappers, the cat's tail goes over a lit candle. Mm. Uh, there's and, and again, those costumes, that something that is not accustomed to it, uh, ours is, but the ones that aren't accustomed to it, that can't see, it tightly restricts them. Um, you just need to be really cautious. You know, if you have a kind of pet that's anxious, you need to put them in a safe room or even think about boarding them over Halloween. Uh, you might also talk to your veterinarian about something you know, one of the, the Valium kind of compounds that, that sedates them, that gets rid of that that anxiety. Uh, uh, you know, the most important thing is to have ID on them, uh, some kind of identification if they do bolt out the front door yeah. or take off, especially a microchip, which I have always said, I think all of us here at Animal Radio have said, is one of the most important identification that you must have for your animals. i got to say, though, there's been a little bit of question about the microchip recently you've heard about all the hubbub haven't you well you know uh, being a veterinary medical communicator i i'm a practicing veterinarian too so i'm getting these questions in the exam room i'm getting these questions in my syndicated column and and we're going to be covering this on network tv as well uh let me answer this directly first people have misconceptions about what a microchip is a microchip is this little tiny computer chip about the size of a grain of rice that's programmed with a specific identification number and this chip is enclosed in this biocompatible glass, and it's small enough to fit into a hypodermic needle. So you actually inject it just like you do a vaccine. And once it's injected with the chip, it can be identified throughout its life with this one-of-a-kind number. Now, there was a bunch of stuff. There was a UPS story about pet microchips causing cancer, and it kind of got traction because the FDA had just approved microchips for use in people with Alzheimer's disease. Mm-hmm. So people are thinking, oh, wow. oh people are going to get microchips. Oh, my gosh, it's causing uh cancer in animals. Listen to this. There's been 14 million plus microchips used and there were only four cases in question. And when they went back and looked at this, the research was done on mice that were prone to cancer. So, you know, the report, the research was actually flawed. And when the veterinary community looked at this, 
that there couldn't even be a clinical study to investigate the cancer even possibly caused by these microchips. It's, oh, it's a myth. It's a myth. It's, it's a, myth. a plain lie. They don't cause cancer. Right. 8,000. Now, listen to this. 8,000 pets per month are returned to their owners in the U.S. thanks to microchips. So, per month? Per month. So, you know, microchips are a necessity in today's society, and they benefit pets and owners and animals and communities alike. And What about the news we've been hearing, oh, this frequency isn't read on some scanners, and new ones are being put in that don't read on other scanners? What are we to think of that? Well, here, here's one of the things. The worst thing you want to do is think you have permanent identification, then have it slip through the cracks. You know, th- these microchips are permanent. They can't be lost, altered, or destroyed. Uh, it works. What happens when they do this scanner, it sends a radio signal to the chip to read the identification number. You know, the pet doesn't feel anything when the scanner's placed over it, and it shows this certain number on it, and then the, the person reading the scanner can contact the National Registry to find out who the pet belongs to. There is uh, still kind of a scuffle going on between different companies about, you know, can these microchips be read by all scanners? And one of them that I actually use for my own dog, and the one that I recommend is called Rescue. It's R-E-S-Q, and it uses an ISO chip. ISO stands for International Organization for Standardization. So anywhere in the world uh, that this ISO chip can be read. And the one thing I like about this Rescue chip, too, is it's a true no-cost pet registration database. So once you, you buy the chip, it's granted free registration for the lifetime of the pet, including free updates. And the other good thing is that rescue scanner uh, reads all brands of microchips tested. Oh, okay. So you won't have any of these stories where an animal was euthanized because they thought it didn't have a chip. That exactly right. See, that'd be the world's worst thing to think that. Well, there's two problems you run into with microchips. It's people that you know. Some of these require a subscription database, and the people don't pay for them, or they forget to update it. So then the pet is lost found but the owner can't be contacted mm-hmm. or to have it go in and have have people think well there's no microchip there when in fact it had one it just couldn't be read by the scanner so you know the rescue scanner can read all brands of microchips it has a no-cost pet registration which i like because once you I'll, you buy it one time and you're done and you can update it for lifetime if you have an animal like we have animals here at the studio that were registered many, many years ago, and we've since moved from location to another location. People need to update their uh, information with the uh, companies. I guess we haven't done that here at Animal Radio. I would think that there are probably lots. Hey, are we reminding you right now? You're sitting at home going, geez, I put a microchip in my uh, chihuahua about 10 years ago, but I've moved seven times. It's kind of useless with the information that's in there, right? Well, that's, that's a perfect thing right there is, you know, in the, in the United Kingdom, for example, they utilize an ISO-compliant chip, and 47% of lost dogs are reunited with their owners. Uh-huh. That's a lot higher than the U.S. Now, in the mm-hmm. U.S., about one out of three pets is going to be lost sometime in their lifetime. So it's not a matter of if it's going to get lost. It's, it's when it's going to get lost. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to get a microchip. It's really important that... Uh, you know, you keep the thing updated, and that's what I like about the one that has no cost to it. So there's no barrier for you going in and updating it and making sure that it stays current. Okay, so head into your vet and ask for the rescue chip if you're getting your animal's chip. Now, if they're already chipped, do we need to rechip them? No, right? Because the, the new readers... The new readers will read all the chips. Okay. Now, I actually waited for a while to, to wait for this chip because I wanted the international standard and I wanted the reader that would read all the chips. 
so I actually kind of waited. My, my daughter has two little pug puppies, and we waited for them. These chips last forever. They have no power supply. There's no battery. There's no moving parts. It lasts for a lifetime. If you want more information about that chip, you can go to bear.com. It's like bear aspirin, B-A-Y-E-R-D-V-M.com, and you can find out more information about the rescue chip. And, of course, it won't be long before Google has a chip in each and every one of us. <laughs> Dr. Marty Becker, the website, PetConnection.com. And we'll see you on ABC Good Morning America and, of course, right here on Animal Radio for more Becker Briefs. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Frankly, I'm a little embarrassed that... Uh, we, Why? Well, we have America's number one most listened to pet talk program. And our, mm-hmm. our microchips aren't up to date. I know. I can't believe that. Uh, of all people, we should be on top of something like that. Now, we're going to take a little break in just a couple of minutes here. And during that, Judy's going to get on the phone with uh, our microchip company <laughs> and update those microchips at the Studio Cats. Glenn Close, actress Glenn Close, is going to be on the show today, just a few minutes away. What show did you tell her she was going to be on? Oprah? Oprah. That's what I always use because you tell them Oprah and they want to come do. on. They're very anxious. Okay. Also, uh, has Ellen flipped out? Hmm, I think so. All the details on the way, as well as NBC's Days of Our Lives, Brian Dottillo. He plays Lucas on Days of Our Lives. You know, he's had that gig for 15 years, the same show. yes. We're going to ask him what his secret is. Coming up next, right here on Animal Radio, don't go anywhere. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my I'm mouth so fascinated work. right now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together. Uh, you're awesome. If there was only one vitamin supplement you could take, what do you think it should be? Green tea. Green tea is widely known as one of the most powerful antioxidants in the world. Green tea has been used in China as a medicine for over 4,000 years. And taking green tea has been researched and is well documented to help lower cholesterol, reduce the risk of cancer, help with weight loss, and even slow down arthritis. Of course, results may vary and you should always consult your healthcare professional before taking any supplement. But you should add this powerful antioxidant, green tea, to your daily diet. And if you call now to order and buy two months we'll give you the third month for free your order comes with a money-back guarantee so call now 800-819-8315 800-819-8315 call right now buy two months of green tea and get one free 800-819-8315 or visit airtimestore.com it ain't easy being a dog all my buddies were making fun of me for what i decided to do They'd say, hey, Rufus, say goodbye to your manhood and change your name to Rita. Well, guess who's laughing now? Ever since I got neutered, it's a whole new world. I'm not snappy or overexcitable. I'm just good old Rufus. So humans, this February, do your pets a favor. Have them spayed or neutered. To find a location near you, visit humanesociety.org slash spayday. Brought to you by the Humane Society of the United States. This is Animal Radio. Hey gang, it's Hal from Animal Radio. This hour of Animal Radio is a replay of a show that we thought was pretty awesome. We hope you think so too. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Remember, there's fresh Animal Radio at AnimalRadio.com. 
Hey, hey, this is Davy Jones here on Animal Radio. Just want to say look after those animals because they look after you. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Everybody is a pet lover, even Glenn Close. And she is on... Line two. Well, hi, Glenn. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Did we catch you at work? No, I'm back from work. I worked earlier today. You've got a grueling schedule, I understand, working on damages, right? Yeah, fun, though. Well, I welcome you to Animal Radio, and there's one thing I want to clear up first for all the listeners. Um, you've played some roles. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Well, okay, let's let's just, I want to list off what I remember. Uh, of course, 101 Dalmatians, you terrorized puppies. Yes. Fatal Attraction, there was the bunny incident. And then uh, in this, in damages, didn't you have a dog killed in the, the, the pilot episode? That's what's inferred. Okay. <laughs> I kind of am in denial about that. Glenn, how could you? Oh, yes, I know. But we know different. You're, you're very much the uh, animal lover, aren't yes, you? Yes, in fact, I'm feeding Bill and Jake as we speak. <laughs> Tell us about Bill and Jake. Oh, Bill and Jake are adorable. There's a woman called Elaine Sober, Sober who lives in McAllister, Montana, who for a number of years has um, bred this wonderful combination of terrier mixes. Mm. And um, my family's had a lot of them. Uh-huh. So Bill and Jake are Montana terrier mutts. <laughs> Montana terrier mutts, okay. How old and they, are they? they go with me everywhere. Jakey's eight. He's actually my daughter's dog. And uh, Bill is six. So they go with you to uh, on the set and everything? Yeah, they do. Oh, how fun. They're, they're the uh, mascots of Steiner Studio. I have a nice room where they can stay, or I love to bring them down to the set if it's not, you know, if it's conducive. And we tape their little jingly collars so that uh, they won't disturb the sound. And they <laughs> everybody just loves it when Billy and Jake come. They don't ruin a take or anything, huh? No, I mean, I've had two of my other dogs in movies with me, and they're so sensitive to, you know, to my every move and voice that they're, they act as if they're their highly, highly trained dogs. So in some ways, I wish that Jakey had been my dog in the movie, but I don't think, I don't know if he, I don't think he could have been taught to bark. And stuff like that. <laughs> have they ever tried to sneak on the set during the filming and actually be part of the show? No, that no. would that would never happen. <laughs> it would be hard, hard for them to get past all the people that would you know, waylay them before they got to the set. When I was a teenager, I had an epiphany with an animal. Uh, there was I learned that animals were sentient beings. I connected with my first animal. Did that ever happen to you? Do you have a childhood animal that sort of changed the way you thought about animals? I have been surrounded by, by animals my entire life, so they've informed me from, you know, from when I can remember. So I've never had a life without animals, especially dogs. My first dog uh, was a collie, and uh, we, we lived on a wonderful piece of property in Connecticut, but it had a very long, straight road along one edge, and so a lot of our dogs, unfortunately, died on that road because mm. people would speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a farm, you know, so it was kind of hard to keep track of them all the time. And we didn't have, we didn't have the now the invisible fences and all that. Mm-hmm. So my, my first dog, you know, met his fate on Round Hill Road. 
um, I, and I wore his belt. I mean, I wore his collar as a belt. That's how little I was. Aww. And I have a huge memory of him. He was a wonderful tricolor collie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we grew up with collies. And then my dad was in medical school, and he would rescue dogs from the lab that, they, that probably they'd found on the oh, New, wow. New York streets. And so we had not only collies, but um, a great motley assortment of New York street dogs. So... Um, and then I had a dog all through college. I've, you know, I've always had a dog. You're a dog person. I'm very much a dog person. Though I also have two cats. <laughs> they're, they're, probably, they're probably spoiled just as much as the dogs. I wouldn't say my dogs are spoiled. My dogs are extremely well mannered. So um, they're. I guess they're spoiled in that. I try to include them in as much as my life as possible. Mm-hmm. I think you know. Dogs love to be included. Definitely, <laughs> they they kind of expect to go wherever I go, and and always this terrible look when they realize that they can't. Um, but they're very much uh, part of our life. I understand that your husband uh, he makes diagnostic tools for veterinarians. He founded IDEX. IDEX, okay. Yes, I've heard of that. He founded that from scratch. I was my husband, and it was just inducted into the Biotech Hall of Fame, actually, just a couple of days ago. Yeah, a lot of animal diagnostics. Isn't he heading uh, a, a new venture, Fetch Dog? I want to yes, hear about Fetch this. FetchDog.com. What is this mm-hmm. about? It's it's a site, a website for dog owners, and it's going to be everything. It will be commercial. It will be community. It will be. Um, you know, a lot of wonderful content, a lot of articles and research you can access. Um, I have a tiny, tiny part of it, and that I'm, I'm, um, I have this little, I guess it's a blog called uh-huh. Lively Licks Profiles of Dogs and Their People, and um, I'm profiling friends and and also people, interesting people who happen to be dog owners. What do you talk about on the blog? I I ask them a series of questions. First of all, why you know. When did you become a dog lover? Why dogs? Um, did you ever rescue a dog? Uh, kind of personal dog questions. And then I do silly things like if your dog wrote an autobiography, what would be the title? And if it, <laughs> if it played a musical instrument, what would it be? And if it drove a car and if it was a famous person, who would it be? And it's hilarious what people come back with because, of course, everybody has an opinion about what their dog would do. Of course. <laughs> and a few of those are, are celebrities that are joining you for that blog? Yes. Um, well, Ted Danson and his wonderful wife, Mary, oh. they have three fantastic dogs. And they're one of my, my first profiles. Um, Deborah Messing, who's married to one of our wonderful writers, Dan Zellman, they have a coton that they adore. And uh, so they've got, gotten onto it. Um, Sam Waterston, who's a friend from way back. People will, you know, of course, know from Law & Order. So I guess I'm just starting with my friends who happen to have dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> and everybody loves to talk about their animals. Huh? They do, but also one of my early profiles is um, a guy called Steve Linos, who's with the New York Bomb Squad, and uh, he he has a two-year-old lab called Duke, uh, who's a explosive-sniffing dog, and it's kind of a great story because um, I've asked everybody to to identify a charity and then uh, ten items from our catalog. So if anybody through their profile buys an item, a percentage of that will go to the charity of their choice. And my choice is called Puppy Behind Bars. Puppy Behind Bars. I've never heard of that. What, what organization is it's that? It's a what fantastic you... organization that uh, uses model prisoners in 
um, in prisons um, to socialize puppies that they then feed into uh, dogs for seeing eye work, assistance, or explosive sniffing dogs. And it's a fantastic program because the humans get so much out of it and um, feel like they're able in some way to give back positively. Um, and the dogs, of course, bring this incredible presence into places that can be extremely bleak. Mm-hmm. And um, then they go on, the dogs go on to do, to save lives. And, and Duke is out of the Puppies Behind Bars program. Mm-hmm. Wonderful dog that that's, uh, works with, uh, with Steve. Saving Humans and Puppies. A good organization. Now, if Bill and Jake were celebs, <laughs> who would they be? Well, Jakey would be the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and Billy would be Barney Fife. <laughs> <laughs> we have one of those in the studio, too. <laughs> so it's FetchDog.com. I understand the site is just launching. The site is uh, it's just coming out. It's not officially launched yet. It it's, will be within days or minutes and um it's going to be very exciting when it launches so i hope people will remember and will log on and and check it out and of course on fx by the way i think fx is doing a wonderful job i really enjoyed the riches now of course damages what can we look for anything you can tell us about in damages yes i would never give away the story (laughs) i love it are you watching I'm, I'm TiVoing it. Oh, good, because it's late. It is late for me. I know. It's late for a lot of people, so I think a lot of heavy TiVoing is going on. So do you have any new movies coming out or anything we should look for in the theaters? I don't. I've been uh, I've been pretty involved with damages. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, when you kind of commit to this, even though it doesn't take up a whole year, this is our first year, and we're still waiting to hear if we're going to be picked up. And if, if we're picked up, when we'll be filming again. And you kind of, everything else is kind of uh-huh. hanging in limbo until... All that is uh, worked out. Uh-huh. Very fun. It sounds like you're enjoying your work. Staying in touch with the animals. Check out FetchDog.com to see Glenn Close's uh, celebrity. Do we call it celebrity blog? Because no, I don't like the word celebrity. Yeah, I, I <laughs> say it's not No, really. it's just a, it's just, uh, it's just a blog. And I, I think, I mean, as life has, you know, given me wonderful friends, a lot of them happen to be high profile. And so I just, I'm going to them, but I, I want to branch out into all kinds of, I mean, Steve Linos is one, you know, to, to learn about Duke and his work and, and the work of, 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 of people like him. And Steve got a Medal of Valor during 9-11, and, and five units of, of uh, canine units went in, and, and uh, three of them didn't all come out so they they suffered heavy losses and he's Mm -hmm. uh, quite an extraordinary guy and you know as you know has has developed this extraordinary bond with this with this dog and they they work the you know like the big yankee stadium and the u.s open and any Mm -hmm. any big uh gatherings there 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 you'll find them so so we can tell people to check out Glenn Close's Lively Licks. Lively, Lively Licks. licks. <laughs> That's yes. right. Uh, before we go, uh, quickly, Kyle Laurent, he's a nine-year-old out of New York City. Last year he raised $20,000 selling lemonade. 
$20,000 selling rum and nada must have been really good lemonade. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> or how much did he charge per glass? I don't know. Uh, well, I understand some of his uh, customers include, like, Donald Trump. So, ah, I see. Yeah. Uh, who knows? He actually did that over the whole summer, and he took this money and he gave it to Canine Companions for Independence. Uh, this year, his activity is just about wrapping up. He has an eBay charity auction where he has uh, collars that he's sending out to get signed and returned, and he auctions them off for Canine Companions for Independence. Can we send you a collar? Absolutely. There you go. That's exciting. Check Absolutely. Out. You'll actually probably be the finale collar uh, for this. We see. We just found out today that Dean Koontz's collar is at $300, so those of you that want to bid on it, head on over. Of course, there's a link right from the front of AnimalRadio.com. Glenn Close, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you. Still to come from NBC's Days of Our Lives, Brian DeTillo. Of course, he's had that gig for 15 years. I'm going to find out what his secret is. Also, what's up with Ellen DeGeneres? It's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay in neuter. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hey, gang, it's Hal from Animal Radio. This hour of Animal Radio is a replay of a show that we thought was pretty awesome. We hope you think so, too. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Remember, there's fresh Animal Radio at AnimalRadio.com. This is Animal Radio Network. Hey gang, it's Hal from Animal Radio. This hour of Animal Radio is a replay of a show that we thought was pretty awesome. We hope you think so too. We hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Remember, there's fresh Animal Radio at AnimalRadio.com. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Today's show, uh, we want to thank Glenn Close for joining us. Also, Dr. Marty Becker. We're not done yet. Brian DeTillo. Uh, you may know him if you if you watch your stories during the day on NBC's Days of Our Lives. He's been Lucas Roberts for almost 15 years. Wow. He's joining us today. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did we catch you at work? I am at work. I don't really know anybody who's held a gig in acting for 15 years. What is your secret? <laughs> you have to go through many comas. You have to shoot people. <laughs> Wow. Uh, you see a lot of things. It's it's a great gig. I mean, it's it's a blessing to have a job and acting that long. How old were you? Do you mind me asking when you started this? I was days, twenty-one. Twenty-one when you started Days of Our Lives. Nineteen ninety-three. Wow. <laughs> yes. Well, congratulations on that. Do you do you feel like one of the veterans there? Are there others that have been there the same length of time? Yeah, there are people who've been here longer than me. They're original cast members from '65. Wow. That's yeah. when it started, huh? We're kind of rebounding as a show. We're going through a lot of new management and stuff, but we're, we're getting our ratings back up and keeping people tuned into the family value things. I actually got my first dog in 93 when I got Days. Oh, really? Yeah, Vinny, my lab. Hey, Vinny. Yeah, the Vincenzo Mi Amor. Mi Amore. <laughs> and he just passed away. We put him down because he was 15 and a half 
and it was horrible. His back legs gave out, and Aww. I'm looking at all my shrine that I have. I have his collar and his walking leash hanging in my dressing room and pictures of him everywhere. Aww. And it's the first time I've experienced a loss with a pet, and, and really a loss close to me. And that dog taught me so much, and I learned so much from him. You know, when I think I'm having a bad day, I just kind of close my eyes and talk to him. So it's really it's a blessing to have pets and to have dogs. I have two more labs at home, Dante and Sal. It's an Italian household. It is. It sounds like it there. Yes. And, and Vinny was just a... He was blind in one eye his whole life, and I never knew it. Really? And um, well, that dog could do anything, I told him. Uh-huh. So I, just to have a relationship with... Ooh, I'm being paged on the PA system. Oh, tell him to hold on. Tell him you're I'm on, on animal. I'm on the radio. Relax. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, the, the loss of a, a pet can be, like, worse than losing a, a relative. When you wake up with that, and I call him person, when you wake up with that person every morning and you go to bed with him every night, and no matter what kind of day you've had, that dog is looking at you like, oh, man, I've been waiting for you all day to get home. You know, give me a kiss. Let's snuggle. Let's play with a ball. Let's do something. It's truly one of the godsends in life is to have a relationship with a pet like that. And yeah, no spouse does that. No, no spouse does that. No, no. One, no spouse goes and chases a tennis ball when I throw it. <laughs> Gives you that unconditional love. Yeah, I mean, he was just, just such a sweet dog and seemed to understand my moods and be connected to me emotionally. Did you take Vinny or did you take any of the dogs down to the set at all? Yeah, Vinny was actually on a couple TV shows, a couple morning shows. Really? Had yeah. a SAG card, probably, huh? He was a star. That's why he had a little star around his collar. Now, I know you're short on time, so here I, I want to get to the meat of this here. Okay. Of course, we're broadcasting live October 28th, the race for the rescues. I can do the kid run, which is 1K, I believe. <laughs> I don't know if I can do the 5K, but you're running, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to run. I don't know how far I'll get, but I'll run as far <laughs> as I can go. Until you just pass out, right? That's right. Well, I'm used to walking two big dogs, so I can't handle it. Will you bring them with you? I will. Dante and Sal will be there. Look for an 80-pound white lab and a 100-pound black mix that I say. Dragging a guy along. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to let you you get back to work. All righty. Brian, thanks for joining us today on Animal Radio. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a great cause. Take care. We'll talk to you later. All right, take care. You may have heard about this in the news this week. Ellen DeGeneres got on her show, one of the top talk shows in history. She got on her show and she told a very dramatic story about how she adopted a dog and then she decided she didn't want it, didn't fit into the family, and she gave it to her hairstylist family where the child got very enamored to the dog. But today is a hard day for me. Today is bad. I thought somebody had died. And I am not capable of coming out and pretending to be funny and on when things are going so terribly wrong right now. Ellen, unable to do her show, and, uh, you know, that is show business, Ellen. This is what you get paid the big bucks for. That aside, Ellen didn't know she was breaking a contract with the adoption agency that she adopted the dog from uh, in the contract. And this is standard, by the way, for most adoption agencies. Mm -hmm. If the animal doesn't work out, you give it back to the agency and they Correct. try to rehome it. You exactly. can't, can't give it away. The agency caught wind of this, and they threatened Ellen. They wanted the dog back. If Ellen didn't give the dog back, the agency would go to the media and the police. She said, if I don't get the dog back by 2 o'clock, I'm calling the media on you. I'm calling my attorneys. I'm calling the police. And that's exactly what happened. The police came, and they took the dog. The next day, Ellen goes on her show and tells the story. And because I did it wrong, those people went and took that dog out of their home and took it away from those kids. And I feel totally responsible for it. And I'm so sorry. 
And I'm begging them to give that dog back to that family. Now, the unfortunate thing is the agency doesn't have a TV show, and Ellen doesn't realize how powerful she is. That very dramatic on-air plea spurred thousands of emails, enough that the agency had to close down their pet finder website. And they actually received death threats as well. So here we have an agency that's uh, probably working on a shoestring budget, adopting animals, taking animals in and finding homes for them, now shut down. And of course, this affects all the animals that are there. Ellen shouldn't have gotten on her show. This is uh, dirty laundry she should have worked out in private. Exactly. That's just a blatant abuse of her power. And for someone who proclaims they love animals so much... She has done more harm than good. We want to know what you think here. We know there's a lot of Ellen sympathizers. And let me tell you, we always turn on the TV religiously here at the Animal Radio Studios to watch our show. This, of course, has changed my opinion. 1-866-405-8405. We want to hear what you think. If the phones are busy, go ahead. Call all week long. The phones are open. Or you can email us at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com. Hi, Animal Radio. Who's this? Hey, this is my... Mike from Bakersfield, California. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hi. Doing really good. What do you think about Ellen? I caught the little clip about the dog thing. Thought it was a little sorry that she decided to use airtime for that. A lot worse problems going on in the world. There's people that don't have a whole lot. Look at it, what, we got over 100,000 troops in Iraq. She's going to go on national television, tell everybody, you know, I'm upset over a dog and I can't uh, come out and do my show. Yeah, maybe she should have taken a sick day off. Thanks for calling, Mike. one 405 8405 We got to go. But you can call in with your comments all week long or email them to yourvoiceatanimalradio.com. And remember, there's lots more Animal Radio streaming online at animalradio.com and on your cell phone. Simply text ANIMAL to 27627. And remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter. If it happens to be a cat, don't declaw. And always adopt from your local shelter. I'm Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio on this fine station. Bye-bye.